Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, I'm joined by Melbourne legend David Neitz and we recap the huge news of yesterday and Alistair Clarkson stepping away from football for the time being. Nita gives us his favourite Indigenous teammate he played with and we have a look at some bold predictions for the weekend and a couple of key forwards we feel are ready to dominate. That's all to come on Footy Talk. It's Footy Talk on Friday, May 19, your daily dose of footy, news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And joining me once again on this Friday morning, Melbourne legend David Neitz. G'day, Neil. G'day, Joey. It's been an interesting week, hasn't it? It has. Never dull in the world of AFL and it's certainly been a big week, particularly yesterday with the news of Alistair Clarkson stepping away from the game for mental health reasons. We all... I've heard lots about the Hawthorne racism situation and where it's at, but it's uh, reached a point yesterday that uh, went to a whole nother level. First of all, let's just take a listen to how the day unfolded with the news of Alistair Clarkson stepping away from AFL. I'm told the four-time premiership coach unloaded on his players. It was a withering halftime spray. Now, witnesses said that during that outburst, a chair was picked up and thrown into the wall. The outburst is viewed by some at the club as the moment it became clear that the decorated senior coach just needed to prioritise his mental well-being by stepping away from the game and leaving the city of Melbourne. When the the news first broke, when he had his first layoff at at, um, North Melbourne, and he, and he, he went down to the coast to get away for a little bit, he stopped off at a petrol station, the person behind the counter refused to serve him because of what, what these allegations had been about. So I don't know how many times in his... Uh, everyday life that that would have happened, but you know, it, it wears you down. I think sometimes we let toughness get in the way of um, acknowledging how we're actually feeling and the real toughness in the man is to stand up and say, I need help. And that is about the toughest thing you can do, I reckon. And it seems to me there are an awful lot of people who've had opinions through this process, but actually we're not very far forward in terms of understanding what actually happened. And last week the chairman of that tribunal put out a three-page statement defending himself. He's had more opportunity mm. to speak than uh, than any of the people who've been accused in this. So we understand, Nita, it's, it's been messy. We know there's no winners out of it and it's quite sad for everybody involved. But you were a former teammate of Alistair Clarkson at the Demons. You, you sort of know him a little bit. How, what's your first reaction when you heard this yesterday? Yeah, look, I, I just think the whole thing is, is ex- extremely sad on all, on all fronts. And I'll just go back to the start, Joey. I, it's sort of Biggest belief to me to think that you can um, the Hawks do an investigation into you know seeing whether there has been uh, history of racism at the club, and there's no mediation process as a part of that. On the off chance that hey there may be something here if we do a bit of digging, and uh, that whole process I think really needs to be looked at. And um, gee, you know when you go to put petrol in your car and, the, and you're not and you're not being uh, you refuse service, um, it, it's a pretty big thing. You haven't you haven't been found guilty of anything at this point point in time. So um, uh, it's a really tough situation um, and I hope Clarko can can go away um, and recover um, and and somehow there's a way through this this real mess. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see to what unfolds and whether the mediation takes place and, and we wish Clarko well and uh, whether he returns to footy or not is not the priority at the moment. It's just his well-being, but it just gave us more of an insight into it. We've spoken a lot about the 
the situation, but knowing the actual people involved, both parties and both sides, how they're all feeling about it. It's hard, it's the hardest thing for people on the outside to know. We get a yeah. glimpse into the, the, the window well, of Alistair Well, Clarkson. that's right. There's no, there's no winners in this and um, and both sides, really. Um, they, they, no one really gets the, to have, have any uh, sort of closure on this at all at this point in time. So it's a real shame. I don't know how the AFL are going to work their way through it, um, but I hope that they can and, and everyone uh, can, can walk away um, and, and heal. Yeah, spot on, uh, Nita. And what that means for North Melbourne, obviously tomorrow the big game against the, the Sydney Swans. They've made seven changes, I think. George Wardlaw will make his debut, which is a, a great thing for North Melbourne. It's been a tough year, but he is going to be a, a superstar, so great to see his first crack at it. But it means Brett Ratton, and how's this coming the full circle, takes the reins a third time. He'll be an, an, an interim caretaker coach, um, and he gets to crack at it again after obviously getting sacked in his own really tough circumstances at St Kilda only six months ago, and, and now he is trying to fill in for Alistair Clarkson. How much of a challenge that must be for him to sort of galvanise the group and get them to focus on football with everything that's going on at North Melbourne? Oh, look, it's a, look, it's a whole of clubs situation, isn't it? And Sonia, um, you heard her earlier. She was fantastic in in her um, in her response from a footy club from the top down, and then putting Todd Viney also, and then uh, putting in Brett Ratton, experienced hands, uh, and he will galvanise those those boys. But but gee, we're seven out, seven really seven good players as well, um, and young kids coming in to replace them. They're going to find it very very difficult, I think this this week. But young Wardlaw, I'm I'm fascinated to see how he how he goes. I think he could be a real uh, ray of light for North uh, coming into this game, and and hopefully he can um, he can really show something. Yeah, looking forward to that. And on the flip side, the Sydney Swans they have their own injury concerns. Uh, we know they're really struggling. Tom Hickey's now coming for one game, back out with injury. Logan McDonald is out. Callum Mills, their skipper, is out as well. But I want to ask you about the whole Buddy Franklin conversation because there's been a lot of talk about Buddy. He's now gone three out of four weeks without kicking a goal, and just. The, the comparison, not the comparison, but the parallels with your own career. Because we had a look, 2006, you're still at the top of your game. You kick 68 goals in a year where Melbourne win a final, travelling really nicely. Then 2007, Melbourne sort of fall off the cliff a little bit as, as a team, really struggle. Your own form, injury, those things. Give us an insight into what Buddy Franklin must be thinking and what he what he needs to do. Yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting one. If I go, back, go way back to, um, back to 2007, 2008, I guess for me um, – the body starts to fail you a little bit. The mind's willing, but the body body just doesn't follow what you, what you wanted to do exactly. And um, you know, particularly as a key forward, your power it just drops away a little bit. Finding separation is just that little bit more difficult. Um, and I guess for me, perhaps for Buddy, particularly with Buddy, he can still be very very serviceable as a player. But I, I I know myself, I was like, gee, I really need the next wave to come through so I can be banana number three yeah. rather than number one yep. and get the best fen- defender every week. So yep. you're really looking for the support of your team. And as you say, the, the Swans have got some injury concerns themselves and are juggling and more pressure goes on to Buddy and uh, it does make it a bit more difficult. Yeah, of course. Noah McDonald, Noah Marty. So he's still the number one key forward, which you're right, at 36 years of age, he would like to be the second or third, just go about his business. Mate, and having Buddy, you, you know, you, when you sit back at home and go, this is going to be okay. I'll be number three. I'll get third best defender and away we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay, but uh, not the case. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes tomorrow. He does get an opportunity to maybe find a bit of form against the North Melbourne defence that is struggling. Hey, some other news to come out of yesterday. The fixture for the remaining uh, rounds from 16 to 23 have been released. I think the main point, Thursday night footy will be back till round 18. So I think we all agree. You love yeah, Thursday fantastic. night footy. Yeah, fantastic. Bring it on. Yeah. Um, it's amazing now that it's here, you really want 
want it and crave it, don't you? Yeah, you do. And I think it'll be permanent not too far away, maybe as early as next year. Collingwood will feature in four Friday night games, which is awesome. They are the most exciting team in the competition to watch. The other big game, Nita, is the uh, King's Birthday Clash. So Melbourne-Collingwood, this could be the biggest Melbourne-Collingwood game we've had in I don't know how long, but it, it could be since going back to the 50s, maybe. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll nudge up to 100,000 for this game. The top two teams going absolutely um, Heather and Tongs for it. And um, Hammer and Tongs, what did I say? Heather and Tongs. <laughs> Hammer and Tongs. Put it in the blooper reel. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a cracker of a game. And then obviously the cause, I'm wearing the uh, big freeze beanie now. I was lucky enough to go down the slide last year for Neil and, um, and raise some money for, for the fight against MND. So uh, it'll be an enormous game. And, and the campaign started. It started uh, last uh, this week. Um, so, you know, there's beanies at Bunnings and beanies at Coles. So obviously everyone get down there and, and get the beanie. It's just an amazing sight to see everyone in Victoria and around the country, really. Um, the Blue Army sort of comes out around this time of year. Uh, an enormous amount of fundraising um, is done. Uh, it's just an, uh, an enormous effort from from Neil, the foundation, his family. Uh, just fantastic. Any event where they can unite different supporter bases, and that's what this freeze uh, freeze game and the MND does for all clubs, don't it? Melbourne and Collingwood supporters come together, and every other supporter buys the bean. It's the ninth. Um, it's the ninth game, isn't it? The ninth it, freeze MND. It's the ninth freeze. Biggest yeah, and so best, hopefully. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely, absolutely. It will be. So um, I'm not sure who the sliders are going to be. Neil keeps it a tightly guarded yeah. secret. But um, but no, we're looking forward to it again. And Brumanity will be involved again. Yeah, Brumanity, a little beer company. We're actually doing a um, promotion with Coles where we've got a little. Uh, we've made these little beanies for your beer, so you get a free <laughs> free uh, beer beanie. Um, and it's a twenty dollars for a four pack of our beers, and five dollars goes to the foundation. So we've got a few things happening where we hope to raise uh, you know a couple of hundred thousand for the foundation. Nice. And just a quick word on Neil. Have you sort of been in contact with him recently? How's he travelling? We did. We went. We, a few of us caught up and watched the footy with him, um, Melbourne versus Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago and um, obviously it's a bit more difficult and this is where some of the funds go to as well. It's obviously about trying to find a cure but Neil, we were in the lounge room watching the footy and there's this amazing technology now that he can um, he can gaze at the keyboard and through this through his glare of his eyes he can type letters on the keyboard and then there's a voice message that comes out. So he's Nita, how wow. are the kids going? And he can actually then have a voice and be part of the conversation. So Things like this, when you when you you know his mind's act, active and, and able, but the body won't allow him to to talk. Uh, technology like this is just phenomenal, and that's part of the the reason why we want to raise so much money. Oh, very good, and uh, it's going to be a great occasion. Hey, still plenty more to chat through, Nita. It's, of course, the uh, Sir Doug Nichols round this weekend, so I want to get your uh, take on who your favourite uh, Indigenous player is, and it might even be a teammate of yours, and we'll chat through all the weekend's games, and we're going to have our own little Friday forecast where we're going to come up with some bold predictions, and let's just look back on Monday and see if we nailed any of them. That's all to come on Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell.
You're listening to Footy Talk. If you have a message or a question, send it to us on voice message on Insta, at footytalk underscore pod. And I'll tell you what, Nate, if you haven't checked out yes, yesterday's episode, I'll tell you, we've got a lot to live up to because Fev was unbelievable. He unleashed on Carlton and tells us why Vossi reached out to him ahead of Carlton v Pies this weekend. 13 years after the Brisbane Lions sacked him, he was very funny, very entertaining. I've heard it was the highest rated Footy Talk episode of the year. So check out yesterday's chat with Fev and Daisy Thomas. But I want to chat about this weekend. It's another big round of footy, Sir Doug Nichols round. And you got a favourite memory, so a favourite teammate from, uh, from one of your Indigenous teammates that you loved playing with? Oh, mate, we had we had a few. I loved uh, Shorty Charles when I was a young kid. Um, he was a super player, um, uh, very good. But then, of course, we had the wizard Jeff Farmer yep. come through. Aaron Davey was – and Matty Whelan, the wrecker Whelan, was um, bone-crunching in some of his tackles. But um, – but the wizard, when you can come on and kick uh, nine goals in a half, <laughs> as he did against Collingwood, but he he did everything. He was fiery. He could. Um, he wanted to take blokes on in the car park if he wasn't getting his own way. He was an absolute firecracker on the ground. And you but, live with him as well. So what was, we, he, like, what was we, he like off the yeah, field? Because everyone loved Jeff Farmer watching him play. We but. we lo- we we lived together for for for, uh, for about three oh, three or four years. I reckon he was fantastic. Very hard to keep him out of wild bills on a Wednesday night <laughs> sometimes. But, <laughs> but um, no, we had a lot of fun together, and um, and yeah, got to got to know him and his family and his culture um, so much better through uh, through that experience. And what's he doing now, Jeff? Where, where uh, is he's, he at? he's actually doing a bit. He was doing a bit of work. We went over to, obviously, WA, got involved in the mines for a little while, and he's back over here in Victoria, married a Victorian girl. Um, he's got a few few kids on the go, and he um, is working now on some of the rail works that are, yep. that are happening throughout Melbourne. Jeff Farmer, blast from the past. And that is one of the great... Great rounds of the year, the two, to celebrate the Indigenous um, talent that's come through and what they've provided our competition and, and recognising their history in the game. And some other news yesterday, the AFL Commission confirmed the league's support on the proposed voice to Parliament as well, so continuing to support our Indigenous culture. And I want to get stuck into the games because there's a beauty on tonight. Port V, your boys, the Demons, over at Adelaide Oval. The Ds have won two of their last three games, V, the power at Adelaide Oval, so they have a, a pretty good record and Scott Lysette comes back into the side to face Gorn and Grundy. How do you see the Ds travelling at the moment? Can they get the job done tonight? Yeah, look, the Ds have um, look, they've been going okay. They haven't been setting the world on fire, I don't think, but they've been getting the job done. Um, obviously, Scotty Lysette and Max Gorn, they've had a bit of a history over, over the last few years. They've had a couple of really good, tough encounters, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes now with the, with the tag team effort with uh, with Gorn and, and Grundy um, um, coming in and, and whether whether Port are going to have the firepower to kick enough goals against the Demons with a couple of outs in their in their forward structure. So um, obviously I'm pretty hopeful, Joey. Tipping Melbourne. Correct. Yeah. No, no Charlie Dixon, no Todd Marshall. I, I agree. I think this is a great footy audit, as we used to say under Ross Lyon, against Melbourne for Port Adelaide to see where they're at. Are they a genuine top four team or are they just off the very best? We'll find out. But I think Melbourne should win this one in a close one. Hey, the other big game tomorrow down at Ballarat, the Western Bulldogs v. the Crows. Both these teams are in good form. Dogs have won six of seven. The Crows back on the winner's list. They are playing well. The big news, though, is that uh, Adelaide have rested Tex Walker, who was almost best on ground last week, five goals against St Kilda. No Riley Philthorpe as well, and Tom Duda is also out. What do you make of resting Tex Walker in, well, when, you've come, when you're in good form? What's it like as a forward when you're in good form? So this obviously would have been planned from a while out. 
Should you change your plans because you're in form or and maybe injury, or do you st- or do you stick to your process? Say no, it was always penciled in to have this weekend off. We're going to stick to the plan because we've got a long term play here with Taylor Walker. Look, I, I think um, Texas read too much into the. Uh, he's got on got on Wikipedia and looked at the weather predictions <laughs> at Ballarat, <laughs> and he said, "Look, this is this is not what Tex does, you know. It's uh, Ballarat maximum crowd of how I don't know how many the, the nine thousand or ten thousand, maybe not enough for Tex, and he's penciled this one in." As a as a rest, but mate, you're on form. You've got five <laughs> goals under the belt. It's a massive game, as it turns out. And, um, look, I'd be very, very tempted to change, alter my plan a little bit, yeah. and uh, and get amongst it out there at Ballarat. And uh, what a great town it is too, at Ballarat. And beautiful restaurants and bars, and magnificent spot. And uh, but but I. I know that they've got a plan in all seriousness, and um, and they've got one of the best fitness guys in the, yeah. in, the, in the business. So they're they're obviously doing it for a reason. But um, I'd be a little bit tempted uh, to to put myself back in into the into the fire. Yeah, who can argue with the guru Darren Burgess on their plan? But you do just wonder if you look back at the end of the year and they miss out on finals, maybe by a game, and this one's close, and you know, all those sort of scenarios. But I think you've got the plan. Stick to it and uh, see if they're good enough to get it done without uh, Tex Walker. I'm tipping the dogs to win that one. I am tipping yep. the dogs, yes. So am I. Yep, so am I. How the other big game, the dream time at the G game, Richmond v the Bombers. Bombers get Jordan Ridley back, but uh, Richmond get Toby Nankervis. And I've just got a feel the Tigers are just starting to find their best footy. I was confident they'd beat Geelong last week, and I'm even more confident they get the job done. They've got a good record in dream time games, and I just think they are starting to build, and we might see the best of them back end of the year. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And they and they were lowly on the ladder, hardly won a game, but not playing that, that bad, bad yeah. um, and, and they're starting to get their mojo back. And Carlton, and you get so who are you tipping? Richmond as well. I've got a tip. Yeah, I am. And what about Carlton Collingwood? This is a beauty. One of their traditional rivals. Sunday afternoon, MCG. How good is this? Pies we know are flying. Carlton have been under all sorts of pressure. First of all, any advice for Harry Mackay? Harry with his goal kicking form. Like, oh. did, did you ever? I mean, you were a beautiful set shot for goal, but did, did you have any times in your career where you maybe had some struggles in front of goal? What did you turn oh, to? I had, I had lots of struggles in front of goal early days. I was started as a, as a defender and then moved forward, but but so working through the routine. But I was just absolutely clinical on my routine, exactly the same amount of steps, exactly the same routine, and. I just find it difficult when you when you can't master one way of trying to kick a goal, then you're trying to master two. The snap and the straight kick a goal uh, is all at sea. Um, I, I would take the advice and get Fev to get down there and <laughs> give him a helping hand. I think he needs it. Uh, who are you tipping in this one? Uh, look, I am tipping the Pies. They're just uh, it's, it's hard to tip against them the way that they play. They're irre- irrepressible at the minute. Yeah, spot on. Pies are flying. But we are going to finish our show, Nita, with a Friday forecast that our producer wants us to come yes. with some bold predictions. That may happen. It's a bit of a long shot, but we're going to throw it out there and see if anything sticks. So I'm going to go first with the Carlton Collingwood game. And I'm going to say the Blues find their ball movement magic. Harry Mackay finds his goal kicking form. He kicks four goals, one. Carlton move the ball the way they should and they cause an upset and send this season into chaos and beat Collingwood on Sunday. And, well, in that case then, uh, Harry Mackay had a secret meeting with Fev to get his goal-kicking <laughs> yes. boots on. <laughs> that could be one. No, I've got, I've got one. It's, uh, it's, it relates to the de- my demons, but um, I think um, it's Max Power out there in Adelaide this week. But Max Gorn not necessarily getting it done in the run. 
ruck, but I think he'll get it done in the forward line this week. Tom McDonald comes back in. I think he goes and does a bit of a job on Alir Alir. And Max's forward craft is actually improving yeah. as the year goes on. I think that he can uh, – he can. it's going to be a bit wet and slippery. I was going to say five, but I'm going to go – that's bold, isn't it? I'll go with five goals from Max on the weekend. And he's going to dominate as a key forward. I like it. I was at the uh, Anzac Day Eve game, and he turned the game playing as a key forward. Took about five contested marks, and he looks good. So I like that one. Hey, another one for me, bold prediction, going back to that Kangaroos-Sydney game. We spoke about Buddy Franklin. I think Buddy silences his critics and kicks five goals against the Kangaroos side where maybe it is an opportunity as a forward to fill your boots. He'll find his best. He'll kick a bag. He'll be up and about, and he'll be thinking about Clarko a little bit as well, I'm sure, and yes. the whole situation with with his um, Indigenous background as well. It'll be a uh, big week for him, no doubt. And I've got another one. I've said, you know, the King's coronation was a couple of weeks ago, but that's incorrect. It's the King's coronation this week. The two Kings brothers, they're both back out in the park this week. Like, uh, yeah. You know, I think both of them are going to – I'll go five for both of them. Ten boys. between them. Just ten so, between the King brothers. Ten between the King brothers. I like it. Very good. Last one for me, and well, this might be controversial, particularly if it comes off, but Tasmania, we didn't touch on the Hawthorne-West Coast game. They're calling it the Harley Reid Cup. Just going to throw it out there. The Hawks find a way to lose the unlosable. They are expected to win this. They should win, but oh, wow. you know, it'd probably be better better for That's them a, if what they. Is, what are you trying? What are you saying, Joey? They, well, what? it's better off if they don't win. You'd rather pick one than well. pick three, and long term. But we'll just wait and wow, see. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see if they do get rolled. Oh, what the this coverage is going to be like during next week. That'll be fun. Hey, always fun having you in the studio on Footy Talk, Nita. Thank you for that. Good luck with your continued work with Brumanity and for the big uh, big freeze game on King's birthday. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. If you do have a question, send us a voice message on Insta at footytalk underscore pod. Tomorrow, Jay-Z and I will look at the weekend's action. Listener.